On today's Sherpa Review, we talk about a geo, a brandable, a two-letter .NET, also some creative and unexpected places to purchase domains. Watch and learn. Hey, Sherpa Network, thanks for joining me today. I'm Tess Diaz, executive producer of DomainSherpa.com, and this is the Domain Sherpa Review. This is a show where we get into the minds of successful domain name investors using real examples so we can learn strategies and tactics to become better investors ourselves. We have three segments to the review. We'll start off learning what the Sherpas recently bought or sold. Next, we'll discuss in value an investor submitted domain name portfolio. And finally, we'll preview some domains going to auction soon at namejet.com and whether the Sherpas think they're a good investment opportunity for you. Joining us today on the Domain Sherpa Review are three past Sherpas and industry thought leaders. Uh, super big thanks late at night from Hong Kong, Doran Vermont, or I have no clue how to say your name and neither does the rest of the world. Um, <laughs> hi, Doran. How are you? Good. And you did pretty well pronouncing the name, probably better than, than Mike did. <laughs> oh, hear that, Mike? I like it. Doran, you're my kind of people. So Doran, uh, co-founder of FD.com, who, a uh, quick shout out, is the newest sponsor of Domain Sherpa, um, but we would have you on anyway. Um, delighted that even with the time change, you're here with us. Thank you. My blessing. And Jeff, uh, from the sunny Grand Cayman Islands, how are you? I couldn't be better. Good. All right. Jeff Gabriel, VP uh, at uh, Uni Registry. How are things at Uni Registry these days? Uh, everything's great. We got a good start to the year and um, now we have no complaints. All right. You got a cow in the background. You guys investing in farms? <laughs> oh, a couple cows. I guess if the domain business doesn't work out, yeah, we could look into that. I know Scott Day has been getting into the cow business uh, lately, so maybe we can <laughs> join him. All right. Good to know. Nothing like uh, diversifying your investments. Yeah. And Drew Rosner, fresh back from the beach. You don't have as much of a tan as I expected. Hello. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. My dermatologist doesn't approve of tans. <laughs> a tan couldn't find a way through that beard, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, well, uh, welcome each of you to today's show. Thanks for being here. Let's jump into the first segment, what's new Sherpas? Um, so we're gonna go through a recent purchase or sale that you have made in the past few weeks. I love the guessing part of this because it really gets to show where the market is in each person's perspective. Um, Jeff, you are up first. What is the domain that you or your company have recently bought or sold? Uh, we sold uh, GoldenGatePark.com. Ooh, GoldenGatePark.com. Sold. All right. Uh, no further info uh, until after the guessing. Uh, Drew, what do you think you paid for it? Oh, we didn't. Uh, I don't. They, uh, they, they sold it. They sold it. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, Sorry. Sold it. I'm going to say uh, Golden Gate Park. Uh, Got to be a real estate development. It's basically the most, some of the most expensive real estate in the world. Um, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say forty-eight thousand dollars. 
All right, conservative guess, $48,000. Actually, I would have normally guessed quite a bit less than that, but Jeff has a interesting little smirk on his face, so. Well, I just got it after you said it. <laughs> <laughs> and Doran, you look high. so studious. What do you think? Doran, what do you think um, um, they sold it for? So I had to quickly Google this because I'm not from the U.S., but I can see it's a, it's a park in San Francisco, um, obviously. Um, a great location. Um, not really my area of expertise are these like geo type of domains. Um, I'm, I'm going to go save and go slightly below Drew. I'm going to guess 37,000. Okay. So Just pretty right. close range there. All right, Jeff, goldengatepark.com. What'd you guys sell it for? I think Drew needs to go back and, and learn how to praise domains. Um, we sold it for 45000 He was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Super close. Kind of, kind of an interesting story behind it, and I kind of broke the rules. So we technically, and, and this is one of the dis debates that goes on, I think, in the domain business, is when you sell a payment plan, do you say the date that the payment plan was set up and the person started paying, or do you count the last payment made as the sale date? Drew, what would you consider? So I, it's an interesting question that I think I've thought about, like I say, I think about often, but I've thought about it many times. Um, we have an interesting situation right now with, with, with rain.com, you know, which was just like, I don't know, six, eight months ago or a year ago, um, reported sold. It was in DN Journal. Um, Joe Udeme was the broker. You know, did a great job. Sold it. Uh, I believe five hundred fifty thousand um, dollars. However, the buyer only made I think two payments and then defaulted, and then the domain went back to the seller. And so now we brought it back to market. And people are like, "Hey, well, this just sold. Why is this being, you know, sold again?" And so, you know, it's an interesting question. When should it be reported sold? Um, you know, I think that it's contextual. So I have no problem with a sale like that being reported in DN journal as sold because from a domain industry standpoint, um, you know, if you as a broker have gone out and you've found a buyer at a certain price, you know, and there's terms associated with that, as long as there's, you know, there's real buy-in, um, I think that it's appropriate to say the domain has been sold. I mean, your job is done, right? As a broker, uh, as a marketplace or whatever, your job is done. You've, you've matched a buyer with a seller. You've made the transaction. Um, you've gotten, you know, uh, there's always some question about, you know, whether you're getting your commission up front or you get paid as time goes on and different deals have different structures. I think that as long as, you know, the broker has been paid, particularly if the broker has been paid their full commission, but you know, as long as they've been paid a material amount, um, you know, there's been some, material exchange of value. I think it's fair to say the domain has been sold within the domain industry, right? Because our role as a broker or a marketplace has been done. We've done our job. And so it's fair to conclude that the transactions happened. From a more public standpoint, I think that there needs to be a, you know, a completion. I think just like go out and do like a press release, like beyond just within the domain industry, or I think to, I don't know, you know, publish something in, as like, not just like a weekly sale, but like, you know, all time top sales, you know, if payment plan wasn't done, then maybe, um, 
you know, I think you got to wait till it's concluded until it can be posted. Um, I say can, I mean, it's really a matter of, it's very subjective, um, but uh, you know, what I think is appropriate. So I think, you know, that's what I think. Okay. That was a long answer to your question. Well, I mean, uh, when you buy a house and get a loan on it, do you own the house? Is that exactly. yours? Sold? Exactly. I'd say yes, because you know, you're using it. And the, even if you get financing from the seller, uh, the seller can't come and come back in and start watching TV in your living room. He doesn't technically <laughs> own the rights to it. He has paper against it, right? Yeah. Well, and it's listed in the MLS as sold and used as a comp on other sales, whether or not, no, you know, it's a little bit of a tricky right? comparison, right? Because yeah. you've got a third, if there's a third party involved, like a bank, then the seller is being fully extracted. Compensated and it's done. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a difference, but, but with owner financing on a house, um, I would agree that it's, it, that's a done deal. I mean, you know, the buyer can default, but if we get into the semantics of that, I mean, that's literally, you know, talk about a house of cards. It's like the entire global economy is based on, you know, uncompleted obligations, right? It's like yeah. you know, literally the entire global financial system is based on these, counterparty obligations that really in the end, probably 90 something percent never actually get concluded. Um, I agree. So. I agree with you. So this, this one, and the reason why I wanted to bring this one up was it's a really interesting um, sale because uh, I've lived here in Cayman for six years and a colleague of mine, one of the uh, brokers at our company, uh, Wade Smith, he sold this name as, uh, and it finished on February 13th uh, when the payment plan began was April 11th, 2013. Wow. So him and I just moved to the Cayman Islands and we were only here uh, like three months when he sold it. So it was a 70 month payment plan. And so when you're asking about what was quoted, you know, what transpired, this buyer said, I have 15 grand and that's all I'm going to pay. And then Wade did a really good job. I'm not going to bore everybody with the details, but he got the full asking price, but we had to wait 70 months to get it. <laughs> now, looking at it from a business perspective, this domain didn't really have much action on it until this gentleman came along and purchased it. And when it came to parking, it made about eight bucks a month or $7 a month. So, you know, the idea was, is if this guy defaults, it's really not a big deal. I mean, we've done well and obviously we got, the full price, but played the long game. Now, mm -hmm. a lot of these people, like Drew said, default. So as long as you get a good enough down payment to start, I mean, it, I'd call it a sale, right? Um, yeah. but th so we sold the idea based on a monthly payment, not based on the final price to this buyer. It made sense to whatever his business idea was and uh, it made sense for him and for us, so. Well done, that's really cool. Congrats on yeah. 70 months. Yeah, I know. It's a long time, right? And uh, I felt like we could, should probably send him like a gift basket or something. It's like something, uh, something ended, you know? You know, I had this idea last year that um, I, I, I killed because I just, the last thing I want is more projects. Um, but I feel like somebody in this industry, probably should be uh, Theo, the domain guy and guy, um, mm -hmm. but somebody should create a little business uh, I've got the domains and I'll give them to you if you want to start this business, but you have to actually start it. Um, like in, in the mergers and acquisitions industry or corporate law, when you do like an M&A deal or you, you, you know, uh, 
there's always these plaques. They call them um, tombstones. You know, it's like in a crystal or an acrylic plaque. That's yeah. been, you know, and it talks about, you know, the, 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 all, the, all the players that are involved in the transaction, you know, the transaction title, the date, you know, et cetera. They vary. But um, I was thinking about it that, like, it would be a really great way to, um, you know, domain names, people don't realize, for the most part, like the broader public, doesn't realize the, the, the value and volume of these, these very significant domain transactions that happen. And there's nothing, you know, I think that's one of the biggest things that, that problems that we have in the domain industry is that it's not something that people can touch. And it's like, you convince somebody that they're gonna give out hundreds of thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars for this domain name, and then all they can do is log into their registrar and kind of like look at a word with dot com <laughs> on it. And like, you know, they can make some changes to it if they want. And they can put up a smiley face or a hello or hi, I'm here or a form. You know, but when, you can't, you know, uh, or, or start a, you know, billion dollar business on it. But you can't touch it. And so, you know, I always thought there needs to be a way to signify these deals. Um, and, and maybe there's something way more interesting than uh, acrylic plaque. But um, I, I, I like the idea of, you know, sending something, right? When you conclude that's, these deals, to send something to people that like, you know, um, you know, I don't know, put it on your shelf, you know, here. You, it's you know, a milestone and an achievement. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. When my Everybody. son was in first grade, he printed out the who is, and that was his show and tell was his domain registry. Oh, that's great. <laughs> a plaque would have been way cooler. Yeah. All right. Um, Doran, what's a domain you've recently bought or sold? Um, so I wanted to share the sale because they're usually the most fun to talk about. Um, I own a very small portfolio. It's more like a hobby portfolio. It's around... 350 or so domain names uh, but I do usually sell you know one or two a month so this is one um, I sold um, a few weeks ago so the domain name is Scalify so Scalify. Um, let me spell Scalify, it out like like scaling Scalify. yeah yeah like so um, S-C-A-L-I-F-Y so it's basically a brandable, made up brandable based on the word, on the word skill. Mm -hmm. And to make it a little bit more interesting, I've sold the domain twice. So <laughs> I sold it once in February 2016, and then the buyer didn't use it, and I bought it back. <laughs> and then I had it for maybe two weeks, and then it sold again uh, a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago. So That's wild. Um, when the buyer didn't use it and you bought it back, did he let it expire? Did he reach out to you and say? No, he, he was just not using the domain name. And I sold it way too cheap. And I thought, you know, I'll just reach out, see if I can buy it back because, you know, the Whois was private. So no one else could kind of reach the owner. And I know there were more companies launching on this brand name on alternative extensions. So for probably if I buy it back, one of these startups will probably find me when I put it like a decent landing page on it. Wow, yeah. you're not kidding, they sure did. Two weeks later, good for you. Probably um, within one or two weeks, I sold it after I bought huh. it back. 
Okay. I love this name, Scalify. I, I can mean, see smoke coming out of Andrew's ears. He's really thinking <laughs> hard about this one. <laughs> I thought I'd make it an interesting one, you know? I like uh, this. We've had two interesting ones. Drew, you better bring your game. Uh, Jeff, what do you think that he sold Scalify for this week? Well, why, don't we, why don't we just double down and guess both? All right. You okay, first the, time he sold it too cheap. He said, yeah, he sold it too cheap. And um, I'd probably say the first time he sold it, he probably sold it for around like $4,500. And then the second time, I'm thinking uh, something like fourteen or 15000 Should we also guess. guess what he bought it back for? I'd say only a thousand bucks or fifteen hundred bucks we bought it back for. So thirty-five hundred, uh, fifteen hundred, and then fifteen grand would be my three numbers. Okay. All right, Drew, your turn. I think he sold it the first time around for thirty-eight hundred dollars. I think he bought it back for twenty-five hundred dollars, and I think he sold it again for ten thousand dollars, nine thousand eight hundred dollars. All right, scalify.com, Doran. Well, you guys are both way off. So I sold it the first time for 500 bucks. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> I, I purchased it back for 750. Okay. Oh. I sold it for 3,500. So I was right the other one. I just got a little uh, ahead of myself. Wow, so there was a very inefficient market three times. Because, like, Scalify.com, I think that's a great brand. Like, I'd probably bid $1,000 for that name on Namejet. Um, yes, true. Uh, but the fact is, and I think Jeff can probably confirm this, is that the sweet spot for these types of domain names is you can put, like, a five-figure price tag on it. But if you want to sell a decent amount of these every month from a small portfolio, yeah. you have to price them between two to 5,000. Yeah. And, and that's really for these made up brandables. Yeah. That's really the sweet spot. And um, that's what I've learned is that, yes, you might sell them for maybe 10 grand sometimes, um, but that's really the exception and not the rule. Yeah. So let me ask you something. Um, yeah. I don't know, actually, from what I understand, I don't think you have that much insight into uh, the transactional side of FD, right? From That's correct. We, we do so, not have insight in sales data at, at FD. Yeah. yeah. So, but in general, you probably have got some kind of you know decent feel just from feedback. And so, um, do you think that that lowering the price to the twenty five hundred to five thousand dollar level? which, you know, in my opinion is um, artificially below the value of the name, but obviously increases liquidity. Um, is that a sustainable model? Like, can you continue to replace those names? And it's getting a lot harder to actually buy these type of names for cheap. So mm -hmm. when I started investing in domain names around six years ago, so I could buy these for a hundred bucks, 150 bucks. Mm -hmm. I think that's actually what I paid for Scalify back in 2015. We bought it off GoDaddy Auctions for 100 bucks, something like that. In, in, in today's market, like you say, a name like this might actually go for 1000 bucks on GoDaddy Auctions mm -hmm. 
or Namejet. So it's, it's really hard for newer investors to build up a large portfolio of these names and still turn a profit. So that, that, that market really changed um, for these, these type of brandables. But if you say, um, I'm going to price them all in the five-figure range, the chances are you're going to sell significantly less. So um, I think that's an interesting discussion. But I think the prices for these names in the, in the reseller market are way too high at the moment. Yeah. And but, so, um, yeah. so it's not so easy these days to come in and build a big portfolio of these type of brandables. So to get right to the point though, is that I think you're wrong. I think that it's not that the, re, that the wholesale market is too high. It's that you guys are selling them too cheap. Maybe, maybe. Um, I do have plenty in my portfolio priced higher as well. And I've sold yeah. domain names within five figures, you know? So yeah, yeah. Um, I do but, get these bills, yeah. but... Um, to me though, a name like Scalify is, is you know, um, that, 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 that's an irreplaceable one, right? When I, when, when I search Google, I see a lot of different companies, just like you said, Doran, and I would say to myself, one of these companies has at least 10 or 15K to peel out to buy this, this domain. And um, I would, our average sale price at Unit Registry is a hair under 10 grand. And um, I felt that this domain was better than the average bear that we sell. Mm -hmm. um, that's the way I see it. I mean, and what I fell out of my chair uh, last week, there was a name five nines.com that was uh, oh, yeah. an expi expiration auction. Did you see that one, Drew? No, yeah. it's nine 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 dot com. No, no, it's written out F I V E. Oh yeah, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what was the That's story? Thirty six grand. So high? I don't know, but that means perfect in kind of like a nerd language. Ninety nine point nine nine. Yeah, like pure, pure like uh, pure, yeah. uh, pure, like purification, like yeah, exactly. Nine point nine 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 percent, and it's. But if you look at the companies that would potentially be interested in, if you just search that term, it's similar to Scalify. And, um, and that was just in the wholesale auction, right? So, yeah. and it, it, it looked like typical bidders. It didn't look like this one company that went in there and got into a fist fight with another. So um, I found it, I found that, it left me scratching my head. But I mean, if the wholesale market's going up, then that means the retail market has to go up with it. That the retail market prices don't stay the same. I have a question, Doran. Tell yeah. me, I, I'm surprised that, um, you bought it back from after they weren't using it for more than what you sold it to them for. How did that negotiation go? That was a brilliant move to get it back. Well, I mean, and what does that say about yeah, the domain? The guy was like, um, I'm not going to sell it to you for less because you know, he still owned a company with that name. He just was not using the domain name. And to be fair, a lot of people who buy domain names, even in the six figures, they often just don't use it. It happens a lot. It just sits there. But he was like, you know, um, you wanted 1500 for it. I said, well, I'm not going to pay 1500 for it. But I say I can pay you this. And then a couple of days later, he said, all right, fine. Um, but I thought it would make sense to um, make an offer for also a little bit more than what I 
I mm-hmm. sold it to him for because he, he knew I was buying and selling domains for investment purposes. So he would probably have a bad feeling selling it back to me for less than what he paid because he knew he was probably, I would sell it again to someone else. So, Yeah, uh, that makes yeah. sense. Just interesting that he didn't understand the opportunity cost of selling it back. And now yeah. someone else who's, you know, now everyone who searches Scalify is going to find number two buyer instead of number one. I think this is a good example of that um, the previous owner, if you would visit the domain name, it would just not resolve at all the site. Um, who is was private, probably not even opted in by him, but a lot of registrars just, just turn that on by default these mm-hmm. days. Um, so no one could reach this guy even if they wanted to. So the moment I bought it back, I put a for sale landing page on it. I got an inquiry within probably one or two weeks. Yeah. So that guy was circling that name for a long time, yeah. whoever that was. Yeah. Just waiting yeah. through. That would have been like. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, his, yeah. his, his opening offer was $400. But so I counted at 4K and we closed it the same um, afternoon. Um, the company is from Morocco. They're not, I know there's like two entrepreneurs. They're not super, um, you know, cash rich. And I think it's probably, for me, it's, it's, a, it's a fine enough price. Mm-hmm. Could have gotten 10 or 15K for it down the line, maybe with another startup. Who knows? Um, I still think but, it's a great, I think it's a great story nonetheless. Yeah. yeah. I think it, and it was, the amount of time it. that it took for you, I mean, you're not a broker. You're, you know, focused on FD. The amount of time that it took you to do that was one afternoon. Good for you. Um, yeah. Congrats. I, I really like it. Um, Drew, your turn. Wow us. No pressure. What? It's your Sorry, turn, man. What'd you buy yourself? It's got to be as good froze. as these two guys' stories. It froze right in that moment. Um, okay. So I actually don't have anything particularly... Uh, exciting, but uh, let's go with uh, uy.net. Uy.net. So a two letter, a two letter.net. Okay, uy.net. Uh, buy or sell? Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, we bought, we bought it. We bought it. Okay, we bought it. yeah. So can you tell me any like two letter dot nets, the sale prices of any lately? That would be cheating. How would that be cheating? I don't I haven't looked at a heard of a two letter dot net sale in a long time. How about what is, what does UI even stand for? How about you help UI, me? UI. So um, that was the first thing, you know, at first impression, it's like UI. Like I, I don't, I wasn't, you know, it's a country code uh, uh, domain for Uruguay. Uruguay. Yeah, exactly. It's the country code of Uruguay, which is a very cool country. Okay, so, so you talk to I like you in any acronym. You for you know united, um, unified. I'd say thirty grand. Thirty grand. Okay. What do you think, Doran? Um, two letters dot net. Um, it's not really you know um, something I'm too familiar with at that market, but I think Jeff is a bit high. Um, I would say uh, purchased for around maybe 17,000, yeah. 
Okay. All right. And you guys are totally blindfolded because maybe it does stand for something. Who knows? Yeah. All right. Drew, what did Media Options buy UI.net for? Uh, we bought it for 6500 bucks. Wow. Nice buy. And I'm not going to lie. Like we used, you know, we used to be super, super, super active in the sort of every single day trading of all these liquid type of names, like two letter dot nets, two letter dot orgs, three letter nets and orgs and comms and, you know, two letter everything, three letter everything, four letter everything. And if you asked me at any given moment, I could have told you what the really the liquid price was um, to sell any of these things. But I have no clue. Uh, like Jeff, at this very moment, I'm, I'm really uh, not that in tune with that market. Um, and you, so, what you, yeah, and you don't mean yeah, the like what the liquid, liquid prices for these types of things, like where you know you can play on thin margins because you know, okay, you know, if I buy this thing for X, you know, good investment because I know I'm going to get out of it for you know within ten percent of what I pay or twenty percent of what I paid. Worst case, and it's got a lottery ticket attached if I find the right entity, right? So, um, I don't think a lot of these do trade, to be honest with you, and. Um, somebody emailed me and it was like 30 grand or something. And, and I was like, yeah, I'm not interested, you know, but I guess I replied and then he came back and it was like, you know, 15 grand, 12 grand. Blah, blah. And so finally I was just like, look, I'll make you an offer, but you know, I'm not your best buyer for this name. This isn't really my cup of tea. Um, and I offered him like five grand and then he came back at like eight grand and finally closed the deal at 6,500. Um, and you know, I, it was just a price. I was like, I, you know, the two letter, the dot com would be, uh, let's say liquid at, let's say 600,000, maybe even more than that since it's a, it's a country. Um, and, uh, you know, I just at 1% of the dot com value, you know, on a, on a early nineties, two letter dot net, it's a country code. I just, that was a no brainer. Uh, and I think that the market is actually quite a bit higher than that. Like, I think the market's like around 10, 11, 12. Uh, so, so did Doran and Jeff. Well, Esteban yeah. has it at 39. Not that that's really saying anything, but that's, uh, yeah. Um, and I just want to clarify, Drew, um, when you say you're not in that market as much or not in tune on a daily basis, you're talking about very thin margins with the .net.org, um, but the two letter .com, you're still, uh, very in tune with that market, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, because we're still buying and selling a lot of those. Um, well, a lot, relatively speaking. Um, Given the short supply in the first. Yeah, yes. but but the um, yeah the three letters and the two letter dot nets and orgs, uh, we're just not trading them as much as we used to. Sure. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much, Sherpas. Um, we're going to wrap up this segment. I'll tell you for a moment uh, about our sponsors for today's show who support us in our educational mission for the domain industry. First, serious about online trading? Secure your funds, keep your merchandise safe, and use a company that keeps the buyer and seller protected the whole way through. That's escrow.com. Payments you can trust. All right, in the Domain Portfolio Review, we take user-submitted domain name portfolios and provide honest and constructive feedback to the owners so they can cut their losses, continue to hold them long-term, or figure out a sales strategy 
going forward. Um, today's portfolio was actually submitted by Bar Frannick, who submitted last time, um, but the list got truncated. He made a generous donation to the Fred Hutch uh, Cancer Research Foundation, and uh, we just wanted to hit the rest of the list. It's 22 domains, almost exclusively .com, with a handful of .ios in there. Um, Doran, do any names on this list jump out to you or the overall, you know, are you sensing a strategy for the overall portfolio where you'd make some recommendations? What, what would you say to Barr? Um, well, the, the list seems to be a little bit of a mixed bag in terms of this, there's mm -hmm. some brand, some brandables in there, some more like exact match. Um, the, the two domain names that kind of jumped out to me that I quite like are the two dot IOs. Um, you know, I think dot com is the best investment and usually the, the best way to get started in if you're new to the domain name industry. But um, if you know how to pick the right ones, dot IOs are selling really well in today's market to uh, not just tech startups, but all sorts of startups. And it's, it's really becoming um, the alternative extension when the dot com is off the market. And, you know, what you see with a lot of these one words, very brandable domains is that the dot com is off the market, you know. So um, a domain name like ritual.io or marlin.io, I think those are pretty good um, investments in today's market. I think both of these words are taken in, in hundreds of different extensions. Um, I looked up Ritual and uh, .com is a startup that um, raised a significant amount of money. So that domain is definitely not accessible for anyone. Then there's another company on the .co that raised over 100 million in funding. So these two extensions are definitely, you know, if you if you have a company called Ritual, um, there's not many options. So if you own .io and all the other extensions are kind of off the market, I think you have a good chance in uh, lending some some offers or you know making good sale. Um, same goes for Marlin. I think that's a type of fish. I'm sure I'm sure Drew can confirm. Um, and when you go on LinkedIn and you search for companies. You search for Ritual, there are hundreds of companies called Ritual. There are also a lot of companies that call themselves Marlin. So these are really brandable terms. And .io uh, is a extension that is, that's, you know, there's lots of sales happening in that, in those extensions. So those are basically, I would say, my favorite names on the list. Um, some others that I think are, are not bad are Bespoke Tours, kind of like Epaholic for Brandable, uh, and Nightcruise.com, I think is pretty pretty good domain. Um, when I look at the, um, the pricing that he put onto it, they seem to be a bit on the high end for me, though. So these domains are all priced 15,000, 7,000. I think if you want to sell these type of domains, Personally, I would price them more in the two and a half to five thousand dollar range. Uh, not the dot IOs. I would probably price those, you know, five to seven thousand. Um, but if I look at the prices that he puts on them, um, you're, yeah, personally, I think it's better to price them in that sweet spot if you want to move inventory. 
Um, just to give you, you know, we've, we touched this earlier, discussing myself, Scalify, obviously true, and Jeff Fink, I sold too cheap. But, um, you know, just before this uh, show, I looked up um, all my end user sales um, over the last few years. And the average price of these sales, so these are 77 end user sales. So the, the average price is exactly $2,469 per domain. Okay, sorry, 2,000 what? 2,469. So basically 2,500. Yeah. And that includes sales of as high as 25,000 and as low as like 500 bucks. So it's, that's really, I mean, if you own premium domain names, please don't price them at that price point. But if you own names like Appaholic or Bespoke Tours, I would say put a price tag on it, two and a half thousand up to five thousand. If you just really want to move that infantry, at least that's that's what I can tell. I sell around four and a half percent per year of my portfolio at those prices. So of four and a half. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's a good percentage. Yeah. Basically, yeah, that's double industry average, I'd say. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. I know it's a bit higher than average. Um, so it just if you if you own a portfolio like this, I think, I, I, I don't know how many names he owns, but let's say he owns 100, you know, it's probably nicer if you can sell four a year instead of one or two a year, right? Mm -hmm. So um, then a name I don't really like it's just proposed because it just doesn't make much sense you would say just married or maybe just engaged but just proposed um, I don't really see any business or a uh, person use that for projects or, or a company um, so yeah yeah and that's very I hadn't thought of that that's very past tense just proposed yeah. Whereas the whole thing about proposal is the future. You hear people say, we're getting married, not, hey, he just proposed yesterday. Like, yeah. yeah, so the name didn't, uh, did not make a lot of sense to me. But um, yeah, so I think the two .ios are the best names in my opinion. Um, I would probably price those at five to 7,000. Um, um, yeah. Thanks, Doran. That's great insight. Okay. Drew, any, any thoughts on your end? Um, I mean, I, I really like this allplace.com. And the only reason that name popped out to me was the fact that we, we just got a pretty good starting offer on allmedia.com that we own. And so um, I had been sort of just looking at who's out there. And, and there's a, an incredible number of brands that are called all something all info, all entertainment, all, all state. law, all, all state. It's just really, there's, there's, there's truly an epic number of brands out there with a disproportionate number of, of brands, let's say, um, with that prefix of all, um, which I never would have expected. And so all place, I can guarantee you, somebody out there is called all place and they will come along eventually. Somebody will buy that. So I, I like that name, you know, and I think, you know, you probably, uh, probably when I'd price a bit higher than, than Dorn's estimation, uh, probably like more like 7,500, 15 grand, maybe even 25 if you were really feeling uh, gutsy. Um, 
certainly not more than that. And probably it is in that 75 to 1500 range. Um, I like the bespoke tours. Um, but you know, I think Dorn is right. I think in terms of where do you price that name, where the end user on that name is going to be, you know, low money. Um, probably 2,505 grand is probably correct. Um, you know, IN dispensary. Um, I think that's a good in, name in because dispensary. of Indiana dispensary. Or uh, in dispensary. Yeah. I thought it was a play, a brandable plan where it's like indispensable in dispensary. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, just the fact that we all have a different interpretation of what it could mean is probably a good thing because it means that it has, you know, varied use cases, which is one of the strongest things that you want to look for in domains. It gives it the highest propensity to sell. So I, I like that name. I don't love it. It's not like, you know, well, man, you're retiring home run in dispensary.com. But it's like, you know, it's just a name that if you price it right, it, it, it will sell. It, it, it's a name that has a very good chance to sell. What would you price so, that at? Um, probably like just a notch above uh, that 2,500 to 5,000 sweet spot. You know, it's like if you really want to move it, just probably put it in that sweet spot and you'll move it. Um, I think that somebody probably could pay 7,500 uh, for that name though. Uh, just um, because, you know, I think it's a strong search term, like IN dispensary, uh, Indiana dispensary, you know, there's, there's varied use cases there that would give you enough buyers to probably get a little, little bit more money. Um, yeah, Marlin.io, I mean, you know, it's a nice sort of open vessel brand. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I probably, again, you know, I think Doran said 7,500. I think... You know, I, I probably wouldn't have the stomach to turn down a low four-figure offer on that one, but, um, uh, you know, any given Sunday. Um, uh, what else do I like? I don't like, I, I don't know, Ritual, I, I guess, you know, Doran did his homework. So I guess if there's a bunch of companies out there called Ritual and the dot-com's not going anywhere, then, you know, probably is a decent bet. Um, certainly, you, you know, big, certainly it's not a liability in your portfolio, that's for sure. Um, what do you think about bigale.com? Well, you know, it's like uh, Shane always says, you know, he likes IP, uh, domain names that can be an IPA, the name of uh, the next IPA beer. So Big Ale, why not? There's probably 50 of them out there. But, you know, what's it going to go for? You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. I, I just, I don't like names where I'm one of a hundred possibilities, right? Um, and Big Ale, it's like Super Ale, Great Ale, Big Ale, Small Ale, you know, huge ale. I, I don't know. You can just it's like you're searching for an identity for it. It doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you, it's going to have a lot of price sensitivity unless like, you know, the, the founder grew up with the nickname and his big, his nickname was big ale, you know, like, like I think it's supposed to be big ale. Yeah. But it was like, you know, he was big and fat and drank a lot of beer and they called him. I big guess. Ale. 
for the big yeah. owl. Yes. Yeah. I love like the scenarios. <laughs> we have great imagination. I think all domain investors have fabulous imaginations. I think it's criteria to be in this industry. Nice. Yes. All right, Jeff, Jeff, what do you think? And I want to hear specific thoughts on redheel.com. So hold on. You didn't let me talk about the one name that I actually really like. Oh, sorry. Didn't know. So, You're holding out on us. Veryimpressive.com. I really, really like veryimpressive.com. Um, I like that name, you know, Why? and this whole self, uh, what is it? What is self care? And, and, uh, uh, I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Wait, Drew just learned what self care is. <laughs> yeah. So, but I like very impressive because, um, it's, you know, there's like a whole movement of like recognition and gratitude and, I, you know, I think veryimpressive.com is a great place to showcase things that are very impressive, like, you know, science, entrepreneurs, you know, medicine, just very impressive. I like it. It just. But how is that different? Resonated, and so those names generally do well. How is that different than Big Ale, where it could be super impressive, so impressive, wow impressive, because I'm impressed. very impressive, like, like, like. You know, when I, when you hand me something, you know, like a resume, I, you know, with, with the words that people say are very impressive. Oh, this is very impressive. Oh, that okay. artwork is very impressive. It's like, this is standard idioma. Fair, fair uh, qualifier. All right. Very impressive qualifier. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the only reason you're here. Much, just yeah, to laugh at my joke. Your jokes. I'm the color guy. Yeah. So you want me to talk about Red Heel, you asked me specifically? Yeah, I mean, you holler on any others that jump out at you, but I think Red Heel needs a little more attention. Um, I'll start with Red Heel. I mean, uh, it's funny, in, on DN Academy, um, Michael Seiger uses a domain Red Flower as an example of what a good brand is for a flower, you know, a, a flower company or a florist, not a flower company. And I mean, Red Heel's pretty good. Um, you know, it's obviously uh, anything in red is kind of sexy or love. And when you think of a red heel, I think of um, what's her name from um, Roger Rabbit? Was it Jessica? Was her name? Uh, Jessica. Jessica Rabbit. Jessica Rabbit, baby. You know, I pictured her when you said red heel, like she gets out of the car with a short dress on and the, and the leg and everything like that. So there's kind of like that sexiness that women like to feel and, and look like when they wear um, heels, right? That's like really the whole so you're point. the guy that visits those cartoon porn sites. No, <laughs> not me. <laughs> so red heel is what you think about. You're thinking about Big Al in a uh, bar. So I'll stick <laughs> with Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> so I don't know what you're looking at. Um, but I mean, I think that's a decent name. That one didn't really stick out a hell, hell of a lot to me when I looked at the list, to be honest. I mean, I think that would probably fall into the range that Doran was... Um, talking about. I mean, I feel that unless you put a very black and white buy it now on the name, but if you're going to do like a buy it now make offer, it's much better to move the goalposts a lot further because then you'll settle hopefully at that price that Doran's suggesting. So, um, you know, if I was going to put a buy it now on that, I'd probably put like 2,500 or three grand on that. And if I was going to give someone like a quoted price and you have their information, you can always call them and go down. Then I'd probably start at like, eight or nine grand and then and then work my way down from there um ritual.io stuck out to me um bespoke tours i mean travel 
The economy is still pretty good. Uh, people are looking for experiences, not just a vacation anymore. I think that falls into that. And then like Andrew said, all place, I like that too. Um, you know, I, I, I don't need to go into all the same reasons that everybody else said to point those out, but I mean, the list is only so long. After that, I kind of find myself forcing myself to like some of these and I, I don't. So um, <laughs> like Fox, Fox C with a play on words, like instead of be Foxy, I don't like that. Um, just proposed. I kind of like that in the beginning because I was thinking like, if you just propose to somebody, then what happens? What do you do next? So that's where vendors can come in or you can have your engagement party. Like somebody it could use that as on the answer, answer. right? We'll yeah. Yes, or, or, you've got, or you've got like a, the, the ripcord. But you're, you're like, I think there's a connotation, the negative, oh, he just proposed, like the way Tess just said it, it's like, we just met two weeks ago and then you're like, shit, he just proposed, like that's weird, right? But if you're, if, if the, the assumption is, is that she said yes, if it was just proposed. And then so once the yes happens and it's a huge industry that follows. So then there's the wedding planners, the, where you have the engagement party, the bridal shower and all the, all the other stuff that comes with it. So um, that's okay. But like sunny care, I don't know what sunny care is. Um, tap with the number two go, not really that excited about that. Um, very impressive is okay. I'm not in love with it like, like Drew is, but yeah. So I think it's a good little list for the size of it. Um, and there's some good winners in there and there's some others that you should probably price on the lower end of the spectrum and some on the higher end. So. Thank you. Yeah. Very Fair, thorough uh, insight, I think, from the three of you. Uh, Bar, sure hope you enjoyed that and uh, keep in touch. Um, before we jump into the domains going to auction soon, I'd like to tell you about our sponsors who support us in this free educational mission for the domain industry. FD was built by domain investors to increase your inquiries, sales, and profit. Forget spreadsheets and archived emails. Manage your entire investment portfolio in one place using a secure and completely confidential platform. Learn more at FT.com. That's E-F-T-Y. FT.com. So we're going to move on to the marketplace list. This segment is sponsored by Namejet. We're reviewing primarily.com, handful of .org domains that are heading to auction soon. If you like one of the names below, click through because once they go to auction, you lose your chance to put in a minimum bid or just to watch the auction and find out how accurate our Sherpas are. Um, these links go directly to Namejet. We don't make commission off them. Um, for transparency, we always start out asking the Sherpas if you own or are brokering any of the names on the list. Nope. Nope. No. Okay, fabulous. So, uh, Drew, you are up first. What are your thoughts here? Um, okay, so Namejet finally listened, and I think there's some great names on here. Um, Good job, Namejet. So, let's see. Where is the one? Let's, hmm. Okay, I had written down a name, but it's not even here now. Okay. Um, so I'm going to start with, uh, I mean, the obvious one here is warehouse. Oh no, he froze. I, I, I'm not, it's a name that I have to 
think about more about whether or not like I would want to buy it and what I would pay for it just because it's plural as opposed to the singular, like the singular represents a phenomenal brand, you know, e-commerce warehouses, um, you know, still can be a brand. You've got several major players, you know, that own massive portfolios of warehouses, um, and maybe one of them would like to own that name. And, and so there's a play there and that's, you know, it's big business. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm not sure. I, I really like countryside.com. I just think that that's a phenomenal brand. Um, I think we've seen it on NameJet a few times. I don't know what the reserve is. And so I'm going to just sort of pretend there's no reserve, although there probably is. Um, but assuming there's no reserve, you know, like I think this is a, a great name for you, anybody to like just have in their portfolio. I mean, that name has so many different use cases from decor to real estate to um, food, lifestyle, travel. Um, you know, it could be a magazine, it could be a show, it can be a million different things. I, I like countryside.com a lot and all that sort of comes with that. I think it's a great brand. Uh, you know, it's got strong, strong overture score, so it's definitely got a bunch of typing traffic. Um, you know, I think, uh, yeah. I think if you bought that name for 25 grand or less, I think you're, you're in the money. I think that name's gonna, you know, uh, not, you know, you're probably not gonna 10 X your money at 25 grand, but, um, you know, if I owned it, I wouldn't sell it under a hundred, uh, you know, 150, something in that range is where I'd be, you know, looking to sell that name. Um, what else do I like? Uh, I mean, I like a lot of the names on here, but I'm trying to think of the names that are interesting. Um, I like Lifeblood, you know. Um, it's a little harsh, but, uh, you know, to be like a, like a consumer brand, Lifeblood, it's a little, you know. But I like it. Um, you know, traffic is our lifeblood. Um, you know, sales is our life. You know, it, it's your lifeblood is your your what keeps you ticking. So what do you think about deductibles? Um, I don't love it. You know, it's, I don't know. You know, it's like, you know, it's probably one of those false friends. It's probably going to do really well on Namejet, but get stuck in somebody's portfolio for the next decade until they sell it for less than they paid for it. Um, I don't know. I just don't deductibles. Like, do you go shopping for deductibles? Do you, it's kind of like, that annoying element of an insurance policy. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, I just don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't know. I don't know what you do with it. Um, I like fast feet. That's I like bad. fast feet. I like fast feet. Fast feet's a fun name. Irish cream's pretty good. Yeah. Except I, yeah, that one, I, I didn't mention it because I don't know. I feel like, is there, is that, is that a generic or is it, do you think that's trademarked? That's definitely a generic. Oh, no okay. way. Yeah. Irish cream. It's like Irish um, butter. Yeah. Really? Is that, oh, but you're thinking like Bailey's Irish I'm thinking, cream. I'm thinking Bailey's. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But there's, you know, you don't think that people can make cream in Ireland? 
Yeah, but what are you going to do with that? Yeah, or, so, yeah, but yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I just think it has a good, um, I know what you mean. I mean, it's not something that I, I mean, would it's a household name. But that's yeah. the question. Is it a household name because of Bailey's? Um, I don't know, but I think you could, uh, I think it's definitely where I haven't, I haven't really looked into it. And then everybody knows cashola, but that doesn't really have a really positive connotation to it. Um, I, I kind of like it though, just because again, as I love to repeat on this show, most people are really stupid. And, um, if you look at who makes a lot of money on the internet without being a huge business, that's probably like number one is like how to make, you know, how to do a side hustle, how to make. Um, yeah. you know, uh, recurring income, how to be, be like Fiverr or something like that, or that, yeah, that, guy with the be question like marks that used to jump around on TV. Yeah. You know so what I'm talking about? Cashola could totally be, yeah. no, I have no idea what you're talking about. There's a guy I have no to, idea what you're talking about. Free, this guy used to talk about free government programs and he used to like, it was like an infomercial. He used to run around and um, you'd buy his oh, book. I think I remember that. And he'd wear this suit that had all these question marks all yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. That was like, that's going back 20 years. Yeah, that was like in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember that guy. What about goys? Are you a a goy, Andrew? I don't even know what a goy is. A goy is like a derogatory term for someone who isn't Jewish. And that's said by, uh, (laughs) if I remember my words correctly. Yeah, yeah. so probably to avoid it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um, I'd look in the cash line to see that if, that could be the money line in gambling in another, like say in Australia or another part of the world that I might not know, or as a type of a, a loan that you could get, like an obscure kind of loan. That'd be something yeah. I would do. Um, strangely enough, um, our clients, a lot of people I've noticed sell a lot of names with a Z as a plural. So ones with a Z isn't bad. Um, I think that that's something you look into. Now, the problem with it is, is that you don't really say ones, you know, then you'd have two. So that doesn't really make sense, but it's no, but it does. It, so this is this is a great name because of onesie, like like the onesie that you put on a kid. Oh, there you a go. Baby, the babies wear a onesie. So I actually I forgot about that name, but I, I I like that one because of the play on words and because it would be very easy to trademark, assuming nobody else has that trademark already, for that exact thing. So it's one of those things where you could be like almost the exact match keyword as your brand, um, at least phonetically but spell it in a way you can get trademarked. Absolutely. Um, but we've sold a lot of names with a Z on the end and we've sold some of them for a lot of money. We sold really? names with a Z.com for almost 30,000. Wait, 30, what did you say? Memes? Names, N-A-M-E-Z. Mm-hmm. Uh, we sold uh, jackpots with a Z. Um, sold a lot of them with a Z and we get a lot of inquiries on names with Zs. And so <laughs> this would be one that would fall into it. We very recently had a show making fun of domains with a Z. Um, well, you, we and, laughed all the way to the bank on those, buddy. Well, well no, then the very next show, Shane, Shane was like, yeah. and I my just, recent sale was a name that ends with a Z. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, so, I, I, I laughed like, all the way to the just bank. Grills, grills with a Z. I think we still have that for sale. I'd have to look that up to see if we still have grills with a Z, but that one's gotten a lot of inquiry. Oh, I like I've been doing the, um, the weekly uh, or bi-weekly list of brandable domain name sales on my uh, on my blog for mm-hmm. two years and I've 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 published a ton of names ending in Z. You know, they they, they sell. Yeah. We sold grills with a Z for fifteen thousand. Sorry to interrupt you. Wow. 
So I just bought influencers.com with a Z on Dropcatch last week. And I, I, you know, I normally would have passed, but I don't, I don't even remember what the domain was, but we, we, I bought another one like that, like, like influencer agencies with a Z or some, some other stupid name that was related to influencers and also had a Z and sold it for like 11 grand or something. And so when I saw influencers.com with a Z, I was like, wow, this is, you know, that's a very hot market with, you know, it's like the new SEO is like, you know, before you had every week, a thousand new agencies popping up in SEO. Now you have a thousand new influencer agencies popping up. Yeah. And so I, I grabbed that name. So yes, a few months ago I was making fun of names with a Z and now I'm buying them. Full disclosure. Um, Jeff, you mentioned fast feet at the beginning. What do you think that's worth? What do you, where do you see that going? Um, I just think that I think of just this, um, any kind of anything to do with sports, um, majority of main sports in the world that are popular or, you know, you have, uh, you guys call it, you know, football, I call it soccer. Um, and you just think of that in sneakers and other apparel and things like that. It's catchy. Sounds good. It's easy to spell and, um, or dancing, something like that. I just think it's a good, good little brand. Um, I think that if, this was our house portfolio or for one of our clients that we uh, handle their pricing for them would probably start uh, around co close to 20,000 as a list price. And we'd certainly settle around 10 or 12,000 for that. That would be yeah. what we would do. Yeah. Thanks. Mm -hmm. All right, Doran, uh, Doran, you know, you mentioned your blog, dngeek.com. Um, yeah. You do, you do regularly produce some fabulous content there. Um, what are your thoughts on, on this list? Um, some names I like on the list, uh, definitely uh, countryside.com is, is, is awesome. Uh, there's so many end users, like Bruce said, like real estate or farming. You know, when I looked online, there's like a ton of companies that has the, that word in their name or uh, that are in the, in the farming business. Um, it's taken in, I think, almost a hundred extensions as well. So there's lots of end users out there. Can I make one more comment related to that? Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you, but it also, and I'm just taking a wild guess here, but it probably gets type in traffic from countrywide because once again, we know that people are stupid and I bet a lot of people confuse countryside with countrywide and the W and the S are right next to each other on the keyboard. And so I bet that countryside gets a lot of type in traffic for countrywide insurance. Good call. Yeah, good point. Countrywide home loans. I think they're out of business though. But oh, really? what are their deductibles? Yeah. So deductibles was not on my list. Um, it's, uh, you know, not sure how you would kind of put that to use. Um, a name I like was mytraffic.com. Um, can be used for, you know, people who are like in the, in the online kind of traffic business, like, you know, driving tr traffic through pay-per-click marketing or, but it can also be used for like, you know, traffic, you know, on your way to work, what's the traffic like, um, stuff like that. I had a quick look, there's, there's quite a few sites um, out there use this name that are developed. So I think it's probably a good buy if you can get that for, you know, less than two grand or so. Um, the name I also very much like was Fast Feet. 
I think we all like that. Um, so the other name I had highlighted was firstbyte.com with a Y. Mm. I think that would be a great name for like a coding class or a coding school um, or like a web development company or something like that. It's just, just a very cool little brand. Crypto uh, onboarding company. Yeah, Absolutely. it's just, you know, um, it's also some sort of a web term. Um, so, um, yeah, that one jumped out. I think that's, um, that's a great name. I think if you can get that for under 1200, it's a great buy in today's market. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, a good one. Now, no one mentioned webucation.com. Yeah, I, I, I did have it highlighted, but I'm not sure how popular the term is. I think there's another much more popular term for online education, maybe. Um, but I do like it. And here in Hong Kong, there's actually a couple of companies that use the term um, as well. Hong Kong is big on education. So kids here, they go to school all day, then they come home, their parents send them to other classes. And, you know, it's just basically the kids just learn like 16 hours a day. It's very sad. Um, but um, education here is big, big business. And there's quite some businesses who do online courses and stuff, and they label that as a web education. But the term sounds a bit, if I have to pronounce it, it kind of like, you know, it's hard to say. That's smooth. So I wasn't too sure about it. Not sure how you guys feel about the name. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I like it. Um, it's definitely not a bad name. No, it, no, 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 for sure. I think that's a long play for a name. Um, I mean, as Tess, I'm sure you're looking at this with your kids, what you're going to have to pay, pay for college in the near future, um, which is an immense amount of money. I mean, I was talking to my financial planner. It's going to cost me over a million dollars to send one of my children to school. So multiply that two times two is an American. Um, and looking online, I mean, some of these, uh, there's a website called Udemy. Million dollars. Why would it cost a million dollars per child to send them to college? At the, at the rates that it's going at, it'll be like 1.6 or 1.7 million with housing, books, and everything by the time That's they retarded. go. Homeschooling, Jeff, and YouTube. YouTube yeah. and homeschooling. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They won't For college? If they want to go to a bar and go to college. Build it up. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is, though, that like, to go to so college, you have way better chances in life by not going to college and deploying that that uh capital you know in, in another way and i agree like, so what i'm trying to say is that even if the prices stayed the same yeah from now until when my kids are 18 years old an online education should you know getting a getting a degree from a university of phoenix is probably not as well regarded but by that point there should be some universities that are higher regarded and mm -hmm. i mean there's that like website udemy that you can go and learn how to code and it's like $15 a class where compared to a university, it's 15 or $2,000 a class and you're learning the exact same thing. Yeah. So all a, all a degree did for me was open the door to my first job out of school. And then obviously whatever I learned, I've applied. So that's what the name on the degree should be. So I think the long play is a webucation is probably going to become a pretty con a common term. And then it's about the student who does what they do with it. Right. Cause I've looked at Udemy for, random subjects just to learn more 
about different topics. And so have you ever uh, actually stayed on course though? Not at all. signed up for two no. courses, watch the first episode and then like completely. What I do is I actually listen to it in the car when I drive to work. And that's when I, I you know, I don't do any of the. Wait, aren't you busy listening to Domain Sherpa? I mean, you're only like once a week though, aren't you? So yeah. what do I do the other four, the other four days? Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, but you listen to the, you can listen to like a Harvard lecturer on YouTube. They, you can go on there and see all the different lectures and things like that. So that's why yeah. I think that this is a long game name. And I think, and, uh, Drew, when we first met, you know this as well as I do, is when I got in the business, and, and, and you were probably in it for a little while longer, is online education names are really hot. Super hot. Super hot because the economy was still in the shit. Yeah. And people felt that they had to go back to school to learn new skills or further their education to resupport their skills. And then all the online education names were through the roof. And then yeah. they all kind of took a dive. But I yeah. have a feeling that in the next X number of years or months, if the economy takes a dump and then people all start getting laid off, well, that exact same idea is going to start happening again. And people are going to feel like they need to go back to school. And then a name like this, places like uh, in you know in Hong Kong where going to school at night and things like that is going to become a thing and online education is definitely the way to go. All right. Um, that I think is a great uh, ideology for webucation. Super fast. What would you pay for it today? All three of you. Webucation. Yep. Probably grand or less I'd take it. Yeah, I would probably like set a proxy up to like 1200 or so. Yeah. Okay, Jeff? I'd never wait till the end of any auctions. I always set a proxy and then I go to bed and that probably saved me a lot of money. <laughs> well, there's no emotion yeah. in it then, right? Because you're like, oh, 50 more bucks. 50 more yeah. bucks. I was pretty much thinking the same thing as Doran. I'd probably just put in a crooked number though and put in like 1217 or something like that if you let me do it and then that would be it. All there's right. a lot of other, see, the thing is, there's a lot of other names of similar quality that are going to be in the, in the lists. And if you win it, great. If you don't, you don't. And it's not the end of the world, right? Yeah, it's you can get a different one. You immediately fall in love with. And then you'd obviously, I'm not totally in love with this, um, but I think it's a pretty good one. I'm well, kind of in love with in. Fast Feet. You like Fast Feet. Yeah. I mean, I soccer is just such a huge rage, blowing up all over the world. And I like Fast Feet doesn't say soccer or football. Everybody, fast feet could be for either one globally. So Absolutely. that's my favorite. I think fast feet will be like a musical or a Disney movie about penguins. Nah, <laughs> there already is one. <laughs> is that why I'm thinking about that? Probably. All right, guys, we're at the end of today's show. Um, let's just circle in, uh, circle back with each of you on uh, what's going on uh, with your life, personal, professional, something you're brokering, opportunities you're looking for, uh, general shout outs. Jeff, my hero for jumping in on today's show. What's going on besides saving a million dollars for your kid's college? Yeah, well, um, I, mentioned that, I mentioned that sale, uh, the 70 month sale that um, Wade did at our company, and that was a product that we didn't really offer to anyone except for our own house portfolio. And, and now um, we offer this to all of our clients that use our brokerage and we'll go out to 10 years on a payment plan. And what we've done is 
it's really like buying a pair of shoes on, on, uh, on fastfeet.com is that you can just go through it or red heel, right? And it's like uh, the buyers sent the contract. They just opt right into it. They just type their name in, hit submit. They can put their credit card information and then they, the system just starts hitting them and we can make it custom. It could be monthly, it could be weekly, it could be yearly. And then Drew came to me one day is that we need to think of a way to make these, instead of a payment plan, it should be like a yearly premium registration for domains. So once a year, it could be a really premium domain and you hit them for 20 grand once a year and it goes on forever and ever and ever. So that's another part of the product we're going to be coming out with in, in the second half of the year. But, you know, with parking going down, I mean, we can set up a payment plan for a buyer for $50 a month and on a bad name. I mean, that's a great um, residual income stream. And if you can have, uh, you know, if you're a, a domain seller and you're doing about five to $10,000 a month in sales, and then you start building that little pile of cash so it turns into a thousand dollars a month and two thousand three thousand ten thousand dollars a month that can be a life-changing amount of money so um, this product's been great for us as a company and um, we've had it out for about six months now but we haven't really been banging our chests and telling the industry we're working a few kinks out but this has been uh, great for our customers too and I, I'd like anyone who's using us to uh, ask the broker for more details about it and if anybody wants to learn about it you can email me uh, that's uh, Jeff at uniregistry.com, or you can call me, 949-416-2555, my extension 6261, about learning more. And myself or one of our, my colleagues at the company will certainly get back to you to talk to you about it more. So fabulous. Thanks. Thanks so much, well, Jeff. Yeah, man. I think about it all the time. I just, you know, if we could take our let's just just to be like totally ridiculous about it but the top you know 500 names uh of our portfolio which would all be one word dot coms three letter dot coms two letter dot coms you know very strong names um and lease them out or not even lease them out but you know just say okay you can pay 500 dollars uh a month just in perpetuity just you know pay it a year at a time and, you know, pay five grand instead of six grand if you pay it a year up front. But at 500 bucks a month, 500 names, you know, it's 250 grand a month in completely passive income. Um, and, you know, if you're getting a one word.com or three letter.com, not that I'm going to give anybody that deal, but, um, you know, in mass, it, it, it's a pretty attractive offering. Um, you know, who, who, who is that not a good deal for? Well, yeah, true. even everybody. Golden Gate Park, you said was making $8 a month in parking, you know, make 50 bucks a month in leasing it. Well, it was a lot more than that a month. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I think, um, I think it's great on the, the bigger names. Typically, uh, the bigger players that come will pay in a shorter period of time. But yeah. when you're talking to somebody who's, um, a small business like Scalify, like the two guys in Morocco, how are you going to get to 10,000? How are you going to get to 15,000? Well, you got to think of terms that make sense for their business. They're not going to yeah. bankrupt themselves, even if the name is perfect for their business. They still have other bills to pay. They still have to get the business going. So you have to, you can't be so greedy, you play the long game. So maybe you get that two grand up front and then let them pay 200 a month forever. Like Drew's saying, he's trying to latch on forever, maybe make it $100 a month forever and ever and ever. 
And that's a product we're working on that we can have a never-ending lease, more than the 10 years. So that should hopefully be out in the second half of, of this year. Or you have something where it's more finite, you know. Um, we have some clients that want to do it so uh, like they pay a certain amount of money down, like $2,000 down, and then it's $200 a month forever, but they have an option to buy at any time for like 25000 that they can just yeah. opt into and then they take the name. And so a lot of flexibility. Yeah, and people want that. And I, and I think our sellers like it too because in essence, if you think about it, if you have a block, like let's say you have a bunch of names that you could sell on Namejet for $500 or $1,000. Let's say you have 100 of those names all in a payment plan. You could actually wrap that up into a block and just sell it based on that revenue, almost like a traffic mm -hmm. portfolio. And that is, and if it's legitimate businesses on it that it's running, I mean that, or you can just sit back and pretty much retire and just manage those and, and we do the management for you. So it's really not a big deal. Yeah, this is what I've been pitching for five or six years and I, I've been wondering why nobody was listening. Um, Cause you talk you know, too much. It's a, yeah, that's the problem. You really zone out after a while. That's the problem. Oh! But really, this is. I think is, you just I'm, made him speechless for two <laughs> seconds. <laughs> I think the thing is, Drew. Honestly speaking, is that it, it is something that like we built, but it's and we we've, we've been doing it for years here. But the internal workings of something like that takes a significant amount of work to build, and then you want to build a module for customers to go into, um, and be able to manage their own names and change yep. their payment profiles and change yep. the credit card if it doesn't work, and then. They're asking how do I sell my annex records, and there's a lot. There's really a lot of work to it, and then distributing mm -hmm. funds. So there's a lot uh, to it. It isn't just like this. Everybody wins, and it's a cash windfall for everybody. So there's a no, lot no, of no. There's an infrastructure that has to be laid out. Um, yeah. Which is why five or six years ago, whatever it was, I came to you guys and go that, and I said like, this is the future. This is what we should be doing because, you know, like. This is how you create cash flow. And this, you know, at the end of the day, that's what a business is all about. And, and like, if you're a public company or you want to be a public company or you want to sell your company or you, you know, raise capital, it's like these are the kind of cash flows which are you know, calculable, which, which businesses, investors, Wall Street can you know, look at and say, okay, I can assign a value to that. When you make a one-off transaction, it's almost a liability. It's not, a, it's not, a, it's not looked at particularly in public companies, it's like, you know, windfalls are almost a liability because then the investors, uh, Wall Street is looking at it and going, okay, well, what are you going to do with that cash? Right? It's like, you know, all the cash that Yahoo was sitting on was basically like valued at zero. Um, you know, uh, Apple, like that cash is basically valued at zero. And it's, well, not in the case of Apple, just because their, their, their value is so inflated, but if you took away all that cash, it probably wouldn't detriment their value all that much uh, because investors don't know what to do with it. It's a variable. What are you going to do with that cash? You're going to go make stupid purchases. You're going to pay bonuses to, to executives. You know, what are you going to do with that cash? You're going to make, you know, expensive share buybacks. What are you going to do? You know, so, um, but if it's recurring income, then it's, oh, okay, we can put a multiple on that. Um, so yeah, it, it makes so much more sense to me that, that every single layer of the entire ecosystem should want these types of arrangements, right? And it makes sense for the end user, as long as there's trust involved. And the biggest factor we've, the, big, the biggest problem we've got 
that's preventing that next evolution of the industry is just trust. It's like, you know, dirty domain squatter, you know, I don't want to be in bed with you, blah, blah, blah. But if their interaction is through a trusted registrar partner, like a GoDaddy or Uniregistry, um, then, uh, you know, it makes that whole thing seamless. Like, you know, kidding me? You're not going to let me bang your card for a hundred bucks a week and you're going to have the perfect name for your business. Like, and you don't even have to think about it. You know, well, what is it? Well, there's no, and if you can provide the interface so they can go, oh yeah, sure. I'll take that deal. Boom. hundred bucks, charge the card. I log into my account just like, you know, I registered a brand new domain and I immediately can update the name service and the uh, MX records and create an email and put up a website and do everything I would do just as if I registered a brand new domain, right? Turning the aftermarket into a registry is the next evolution. There's no doubt in my mind. So I'm very excited to hear you guys launching that. Yeah, congrats. That's fabulous to hear. And I'm sure you're going to see a huge, huge boom. Uh, Doran, what's FD up to these days? Um, so lots of um, awesome stuff in the pipeline for this year. A couple of uh, um, really um, um, much needed new features that have used been asking for for a long time. Can't really share too much about that um, yet. Um, a couple of partnerships that are coming too with, with some other uh, companies within the industry because um, as guys probably know, FT is really a platform. We work with other companies within the industry to kind of plug in to the platform and then deliver these services um, on top of FT. Um, can't really share too much details about that yet, but something that I can share is that we will uh, open up the platform for enterprise clients. So up to now, the last four years, uh, we've been only serving portfolios up to 5,000 domain names. Now that is a pretty big portfolio, I have to say, and it probably you know 90% of the market has 5,000 or less domain names but there are plenty of companies or individuals who own more than 5,000 domain names. And we kind of had to um, tell these people and uh, companies to wait uh, over the years. And now we finally are um, at the point where we think the platform is, 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 is fast and scalable enough to serve these big portfolios. Um, so we're already in beta for enterprise and we um, hope to launch it and open it up soon so everyone no matter the size of your domain and portfolio can can use FT um, so yeah quite excited about that congrats want to know more if you want to maybe uh, help us with uh, the beta you can email me uh, it's Doran at FT.com Thanks. Thanks so much, Doran. All right, Drew, you're up. What's new? Um, what's new? Um, just selling domains. That, that's what we're doing over here. We're just, we're just grinding it out. We're selling domains, you know, dialing for dollars. Um, that's it. You know, I'm, I'm very excited uh, with the, with the inventory that we're, we're selling right now. I mean, just, Incredible names, inbox.com, diamond.com, um, uh, rain.com, sushi.com. I mean, just, you know, phenomenal, phenomenal domains. So 
um, uh, out there pounding the pavement, trying to get these things sold for our customers. Uh, we just sold uh, livestock.com. We just sold, uh, what was the other big one we just sold? Uh, forget, uh, offhand. But uh, if you've got names like that, uh, let us know. We'd love to sell them for you. Uh, it's what we do. Um, I am getting very excited about uh, uh, the NamesCon Lisbon show. And if you give me one second, I even have a discount code. I think it might be the first discount code that anybody has to offer. Um, let me see. Boom, it's Drew399. Oh, you have it? You emailed it to me. <laughs> oh, perfect. Okay, so what is it? Drew399. So, uh, Jeff, if you're worried about the $30 cost of your Uber, you could save it with this discount code. <laughs> now you're talking. So what's yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. again? That's right. Drew the capital D. Drew with a capital D. Three nine nine, and the three nine nine is reflective of the fact that it's uh, a three hundred ninety nine dollar or euro. euro pass instead of the normal price of five hundred and forty nine. So it's a. So that's a big discount, especially if you're paying in dollars. That's even bigger. So totally, it's like thirty. It's like thirty percent or something. It's. Uh, 150 euro discount. So yeah, uh, like 30%. Discount. All yeah. right. So Drew uh, 399 with a capital D will get you a NamesCon Lisbon ticket for June, I think 20th to the 23rd or 21st to the 23rd. That's um, that the after party at your uh, mansion, Drew. <laughs> my mansion. I, I, uh, I call it his uh, estate. No. The estate. <laughs> Can't have an estate in the center of the city. <laughs> but if you could, you would. But well, um, that's super exciting. We all want to be there. Um, on my end, this week, um, not one, but two. And what? It's only Tuesday. And okay, so within no, today's Wednesday. Week, what? Oh, today is Wednesday. It was all this week. Um, yeah. uh, two. Um, publicly traded companies have come to us at Media Options for um, for uh, domain portfolio strategy consultation. I love that. I um, find it super exciting. I, I love seeing more and more publicly traded companies recognizing that they need an actual expert professional in this area. And I think that speaks to the overall state of the industry, the growth, the maturation, um, the education. Um, and uh, I think uh, that just makes me so encouraged on what we do here on Domain Sherpa. So um, I promised you guys this would not go long. It went a little long. Um, so thanks for being here. I hope uh, everyone on the Sherpa Network enjoyed our show. And we will see you all next time. Thanks Bye. for having me. Thank you.